0: Switch
1: Mania Playcast Welcome to episode
2: 33 of the Switch Mania Playcast Another episode without JP It's almost like he was here and then he's not
0: And he's gone <laughs>
2: It's like the games he posts Hey this game is available now and it's gone And it's gone uh, JP's classic because we had that two out of three quorum
1: rule where once two of us are done doesn't mean if we beat it once two of us are done we move on. Well, JP continued to play a new Super Lucky's tale. He's like, now. Nah.
2: <laughs> he didn't just, even
1: <laughs> play this game yet. No, he didn't even start it. He was, I was just telling Barry, he's like, hey, can we record a, a day early? Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start the game tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, we're gonna get record Luminous Avenger if <laughs> you're not done. Did you see the post JP did, uh, I think it was either last night or this morning, about a release? It was like two more, like, kinda janky garbage releases from overseas or something. Like, games that, like, only somebody who's really passionate in that. Simulator
2: area or whatever would like somebody's like, do you actually buy all this
1: garbage that you post?
2: You know what? I, if if you're talking about like that constructor whatever thing and the I don't gets, yeah. I, I I pre-ordered those. Well, you're buying everything because you have a problem with your brain. Yes, I, I absolutely do have a problem, but but my problem isn't as big as JP's.
1: <laughs> well, and JP's like classic because. He scaled back what he buys like because he's he's kind of taking suggestions from what we've been talking about in the playcast where he's not buying everything day one um and getting stuff later but then he's still posting all the all the madness
2: well no he should he you know he posts all the madness because what he's doing is he's doing a service to the community and i I personally yes. appreciate that he posts all the madness whether or not he buys it all or not is another story but I, I think i speak for other people when i say you know we appreciate what he does and when he posts and, he takes and a, lot a lot of a lot of time to do it like you yes know, he oh, doesn't yeah. sleep much and hey, i feel bad for the guy a, a lot of us a lot of us have come to rely on jp um yeah. so very much so even, even though my wallet cries every time i see a notification <laughs> that he posts something uh definitely definitely is appreciated um he also uh, has uh, been uh. selling off all his other systems pretty much, um, which which saddens me. I, I really hate to see anyone liquidate mm. their collection. Um, of course, it's his choice. I mean, uh, I, I can't even fathom liquidating mine, uh, what I would do like well, the other systems, especially because I play other systems too besides the Switch. All, all I, I got to
1: say, Barry, is like, that um, with FPGA consoles and Everdrives and things and this last move that I just did, I'm probably going to make you cry a little inside too because I'm going to start uh, paring down my collection heavily.
2: there's a difference between paring down and and selling it
1: all yeah i I can't well the thing is i have a lot of deep-rooted nostalgia in a lot of my retro games if i've gotten anything from you know like a a book reader or a fan or something or a family member or anything like that i'm not gonna get rid of anything like that anything that i've had since i was a kid which i've kept everything from atari on since i was a kid so like anything that i have from that, that has deep-rooted nostalgia I'm not going to get rid of, but I have a lot of extra filler. Um, and I have, like, like getting the FPGA analog Mega SG, um, for example. So I have the Genesis with an EverDrive. I can play everything perfectly with no lag on a 4K TV that's gigantic that I use for my editing computer. Like, But I can play it on the TV. And so it's like, well, do I need every cartridge? No, I, I can keep <coughs> my favorites and name- go on.
2: I think at that point you have to look at whether or not you want to view it as a collection or a library. Yes. If you view it as a library, then no, you don't, because mm-hmm. with with that's exactly the case, and that's how I would recommend playing is with you know just use the the Everdrives and stuff like that, and that's that's what I do with a lot of the older stuff too. Um, but if you view it as a collection, then then that's different. It's kind of like if you were a book collector and you had the first edition of Moby Dick. Now, are you going to open that book up to read Moby Dick? No, that book is super valuable. Yeah. You have it as a status, you have it as part of your collection, you have it as a grail. <clears throat> but if you want to read Moby Dick, you'll probably read the the Kindle version, you know, or something, or any mm-hmm. cheap copy of it. Same with same if you're a comic collector. If you have Action Comics number one, you're not opening that to read it. That is probably graded. It is probably on display because you could read the comic elsewhere. Why would you risk? damaging something that valuable now of course we're talking things way more valuable than than most games but at the same time if you value your games as a collection then you want to keep them in the best shape you want to have them on display you want to have them accessible but at the same time well do you really want this handled in and out and in and out of a system or or played where you can keep it more pristine and just play a emulation um that's fine too so it really depends on how you view your your games as a collection or a library and i think you hit the nail on the head for me which you said the word display multiple times
1: and so (laughs) in my collection in my game room my game office i only have so much room and i've moved a few times and stuff that sat in the garage and totes is now still in the totes, and I'm gonna to have to add more to that because I have less display as I wanna have something that looks cool, right? Like, so you've seen my Switch collection where I have the rental display, which used to be an NES display, but now it's Switch because that's what I'm heavily collecting. Um, and so. Like, that's where it's like, well, so all my Genesis stuff, my my Saturn and my Sega CD stuff isn't going to have room to be displayed. So I have like 30 plus totes filled with games and it's like that's all sitting in the garage and it's just going to sit in there, Um, not on display. Um, I don't have a status requirement for anything I do it for my own personal enjoyment no. so <clears throat> it's, wrong with that. yeah and so like stuff like I'm gonna be still focusing on this I love Nintendo aftermarket and homebrew stuff and I love the aftermarket and homebrew stuff for all the retro consoles including Genesis Super Nintendo, Dreamcast which is huge. even the MSX <coughs> has a healthy aftermarket like, homebrew thing. And the MSX is an obscure Japanese computer with cartridges, like, <coughs> NES-style. And there's still people making games for that. Um So, to me, I love all that stuff. And I want to support it, but also, like, I don't have room to display everything, so I'm almost going to have more, like, an aftermarket collection of, stu- <laughs> of current stuff, um, my nostalgic retro stuff, and then... I mean, if I can play something properly in an emulator, for example, PS2, do I need all of the PS2 games that I haven't played yet? No. My backlog's huge. And I'm going to focus on Switch, because this is Switch Mania. Like, mm-hmm. I love playing the Switch. <clears throat> so, it's like, am I going to get to PS2 in this decade? No.
2: <laughs> like, am I going to well, get to... Maybe when I retire. Like... <laughs> I think that that's... One of the best things about this hobby, though, is everyone's collection is different. Everyone has their own reasons for collecting games. Yeah. And some people, you know, as what what saying, one person's junk is another person's treasure. And that really holds true with, with gaming, too. Some yeah. people say this game is terrible. Well, other people, that's my childhood game. I love that game. And <clears throat> you should absolutely play what you want to play, keep what you want to keep. And don't let other people say, oh, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that. <clears throat> your collection is your collection. Display what you want to display. And, uh, and just be, be proud of it. Be happy with it. And yeah. if you want to go for grails, go for grails. And if you want to just use emulation and, and get rid of everything, then then do that too. I'm going to make uh, Barry sad, sp- though. <laughs> <clears throat> no, no if that's what you really want. I mean, Well, it's, it's not that I absolutely
1: want to. It's just a realization that I'm not going to be able to display. It's going to sit in there. And if I ever <coughs> want it again, I'll go hunt again. And I enjoy that. Sometimes you can do that. Yeah, sometimes you can't. (laughs) Well, and and those would be the situations, because I know what I have. Um, Those are the situations where it's like, well, maybe I won't get rid of that really low-print, hard-to-find thing. Um, but every, all of the general stuff, like, I'll be like, all right, so, and JP talking, was it last week or the week before, I'll just be like, hey, JP, you want to post this on your, your Twitter? Because you're going to get a lot of traffic, and then I'll just sell through you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I went through all my games within minutes, and I'm like, well, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll sure. do Tote Watch. I'll pull out a tote, we'll do a live video, and I'll start pulling stuff out and showing people, and then we'll post it all up or something.
2: Like, Well, see, there's a thing where it also depends on your situation. Like you are constantly moving
3: Uh and it's
2: definitely harder to move a a giant collection and the bigger the collection gets, uh, the harder it is to move. But if you have your forever home, you have your place, um, you can do a lot of things with it, including adding on to a house or like, for example, um, in one of my game rooms, I needed more room, which I always need more room. And I, I told my wife, the idea I said, you know what? We it's a it's a basement so we have support columns, and so we have this you know support column here that's in the middle of the room. <clears throat> it divides the room just this one column. What if we were to build a wall between this and and the, you know one of the walls and kind of split the room in two? Actually, with with it, but instead of just like literally just building a wall, instead build two bookshelves mm. or game shelves and put them back to back along that 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 support column so now now there's a room split but you have gaming shelving on either side and that picked up a lot more room and uh she thought about it and agreed and of course built it and i think it looks fantastic and i gained a lot more room which of course it's full already but still of course it is um, very probably one
1: probably just with your black friday stuff <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> i will just just uh, three systems actually um <laughs> but uh but yeah it there's there's things like that you can do and and i highly recommend any collector um you could buy shelves of course but custom shelves are by far the best way to do it you maximize your space and uh i think it's a fun project so if you're in a forever home and you can do that that's great if you're you know constantly nomadic or you know military you're moving around (laughs) nomadic i like that nomadic lifestyle (laughs) well it is there are some people that just they stay in an area for one or two years and they move on they they just like change and there's nothing wrong with that um it's a little harder to do that and in which case that that's the appeal of digital and the appeal of you know ever drives and stuff like that so you have to really question what you want to do in terms of your personal collection because at the end of the day it's yours so interesting barry is
1: you mentioned room divider um and custom shelves well like in our new house my wife had uh we have a a similar thing a support column and my wife ended up going to ikea and we got a 25 tote or 25 <coughs> cube wall display and it's freaking huge and it splits the room perfectly and we're using that actually as our living room area and then like a tv room or dining like we have one in front of a, a couch in front of a the, our fireplace for like reading, and then we have the TV area, and so it like splits that, and we have board games and <laughs> like in yeah. there, and our <coughs> Blu-ray, and we have a lot of them in those. Um, there's like cube little like like shelf things that go in there. They're like made of like material, and you're you know they're like little cubes, and you put it inside there. So you so like our Blu-ray are inside of a cube, so they're not actually displayed out. Um, so everything looks like sleeker. But the board games are out obviously because they're huge. Um my wife didn't realize that I ended up getting the Dark Souls board game, which is gigantic. And because I was a background Kickstarter, they sent four expansion packs, which are it's like two cubes, like full. (laughs) Just with Dark Souls, which is hilarious. But um uh, but yeah, that perfectly. So, so those of you that can't make custom shelves for like a collection, you can go the cube route, and you can display stuff on both sides of the cube. You just can see through it. Whereas I would assume in your situation, the back to back, they're like it's like a wall.
2: Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, with one of the shelves, we we put uh, plywood on the back, which was. Uh, thicker than we, we anticipated and we, we actually called the, that that particular shelf the dance floor because by the time we built it you know we had to build it on the ground you couldn't build it standing up and we we built it face down so we we put the back on and and it literally became a, a dance floor it was strong enough you could sit on it and, and dance on it and whatever but when we put that up the second shelf doesn't have a back on it ah. because it just goes right up to it and that plywood works both sides, which same like good. if we if we build a shelf against the wall, we no, we never put back on it because we use the actual walls the back, and that way you you, you kind of keep a little extra room.
1: Well, yeah, that was the um the one that I have with my Switch collection. I built that, and it was you know specifically for displaying NES, which worked perfectly with seven Switch games across. But um, when I built it, it was just out of you know, extra wood that I had, and yeah. I left it open in the back too, and I just anchored the top. Um, there's actually a big thing that's next to my Swiss shelf that I have my TV on and some game systems, and I built that out of extra scraps as well because I built a bar oh, yeah. a long time ago, and like this thing is awesome looking. And I honestly, paint, painted it Nintendo colors, and I did that like, I want to say I did that eight years ago, <laughs> and it's held up.
2: Building, building a, a display shelf or, or a game shelf is honestly relatively easy because it's very simple structure. And yeah, you can I use scrap exactly. wood a lot of times and, and you're, you you're doing square
1: that. corners and square I can Yeah, I can't do any kind of fancy cuts. So like if I do square corners, I'm all thumbs. I'm good. Like it's, yeah. it works perfectly and I'm probably going <coughs> to make another shelf similar to the one that I have for the switch um just for the other side of my my game room because right now I'm using just a shelf that I had hand me down which works fine but I have yeah, my, hold on one second, Barry. Go ahead and chat for a second. I think uh, somebody's
2: knocking on my door because, you know, uh, of course they are. Of course they are. We're we're recording the playcast. Why wouldn't someone knock at the door? Um, so I, I guess I'll talk and, and he'll come back and be like, yeah, I totally agree with you, even though I have no idea what you said, and I'll have to go back and listen to it. Um, but no, when when building a, any type of shelf, you just need to really maximize, and that's, that's the key. It's easy enough to do because it's all square corners. Um, but you can really maximize your space um, for example if you want to buy a store bought bookshelf um, those are great for things like 360 or Wii or you know, Wii U PS even, even PS3 is a little smaller but like, if you have like, a DS or a 3DS or Vita or, or something small you don't need you know, all that room so you can actually pick up a shelf or two in the same amount of space if you're custom exactly. and that can go a long way
1: well then, so um, yeah, that was a definitely the FedEx guy. Has signature required? Um, <laughs> live unboxing on the Switch Mania Playcast. Awesome. I hear ya. Um, so this is the pins for the uh, Switch collector. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got to see how they turned out though. So they said they were gonna do a general size, and what I want to do is compare it to a Switch cartridge to see how how close they got. Um, pretty damn close. So I ended up, um, ordering from a, a website that focuses on pin badges, but they did, uh, the pins and the thickness is obviously it's, it's a thin pin, but, um, the switch collector, switchopedia.com, it's a little switch cartridge. Uh, the, the label's a little bit bigger than a switch label. Um, but it just means more art. Yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah, uh, live unboxing, people. She can't make this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to do a, a video post or something later. Um, there's a lot in here, by the way, because um, I couldn't order the, the. I think it was, I did 50 of the custom manuals and cases. I had to order like 500, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> every convention, everybody, when you come see us, I will have these pins for a while. Um, we'll be selling them there um, just to support the uh, book. Um. Great. So, should we, uh, 17 minutes in, start talking about the, you want to do some housekeeping, or do you want to start talking about the, uh,
2: the game? Let's do the game. Let's do the game. Let's do, people come for. The let's game? do
1: the game. But, I mean, here's the thing, though. Collector Talk's always <coughs> fun. And we're talking about, you know, personalizing your Switch collection mm-hmm. for you, maximizing your own space, whether it be, because we collect for everything, um, but those that are collecting specifically for the Switch, like, the collection's getting huge. It's freaking gigantic. Yawg. God, yeah. And I will say, I want to give a shout out to um, switchlib or lib.com. I would say library, switchlib.com, um, because uh, they backed the Switch collector. And as I was going through with the backer, uh, adding those to the book this week, um, I went to their website. You can document your entire collection on their website. Nice. Like, you can put in there games you own, you pre-ordered, and your wish list, um, so I got sucked into a long, long trance of going through my entire collection and just like going through their site to see how it works. And it's, it's really cool. You can put priorities of what you want. You can put if it's open or not, or in the value, what you paid for everything like SwitchLib.com, Like really cool. And thank you for supporting the book too. Um, but yeah, it was super crazy. Um, actually before we get into the game, Barry ring fit accountability, yes. did you actually play?
2: I did not get a chance oh. to play. I did not. I know.
1: Okay, um, that's fine. I, you're still um healing up a little bit, so you don't want to rush it. Um, I played about three to four times again since last recording. Um, I'm tr- I've been doing that. Like I'll I'll play if I have time in, at night, and i had to go through. Um made the mistake of following a side path and ended up going back to that damn leg <laughs> workout again. Um, and what it does is it ranks you based on your form. And for some reason, just like with the, um, doing the planks, uh, they had me do mountain climbers on the ground. And obviously you only have a leg strap on your left leg. Um, so like, it's giving me hundred percent for one and like 80% for the other one. And I'm like, how do you know I'm only doing 80% on my right leg that doesn't have a strap? (laughs) Like, like, is it my... Movement of the leg as I'm moving my right leg up. I like, so I couldn't get it to, to uh, consistently do 100%. Whereas with the squats, I have to touch my butt pretty much to the ground to go down far enough. Otherwise, it's like, go down further. And I'm like, I'm beyond a right angle. <laughs> Jerks. um, oh, bastards. My daughter's been playing, though, too. Like, so she sees me doing it. She's like, I want to play. And she's at level like three for for resistance. Whereas I'm at, you know, almost. I think I'm a 27 or 28 right now, which is 50 reps on certain exercises. It's freaking crazy. Um, but she was wanting to play that. And then the next day after she played Ring Fit, she's like, I want to play Just Dance 2020. <laughs> and I sent a picture to you guys. Yeah. Um, and like, Just Dance is crazy because not only is that like a workout, you play with like one uh, Switch Joy-Con or you can play with your phone. Um, but she's playing online. Uh, there's leveling up RPG aspects, just like Ring Fit. Um, and you're, like, fighting boss battles online with other people. So there's, like, three to 400 people online playing this thing at night all across the world. It was, like, ridiculous to me that you see this and it's, like... <clears throat> like I didn't know it was this involved. <laughs> yeah, the, the community is, like, huge. And, like, obviously, I had no clue what most of the songs were, except for the ones that my daughter, like, listens to. Like, I had no clue... Um, there was a Backstreet Boys song that my wife knew, <laughs> but um, like other than that, like all these new songs, like I'm—that's when I realize I'm old.
3: Because uh, <laughs> I have no clue.
1: But um, there's obviously you know four, um, games now. I think it's four on the Switch, right? 2017, 18, yeah, 19, 17 and 18 came out the first year, right, and then 19 and 20. So like, so there's four games, but you only have to get 2020 because they're they and and the thing is is it's it's pretty annoying. They have this Just Dance Unlimited where you can play all the old songs from all the old games online and just streams it, um, yeah. which is smart. But every time you play a damn song, it's like, do you want to do Just Dance Unlimited? And it's like no. <laughs> and, but my daughter will hit A instead of B, and then you have to watch a freaking video. You have to try oh, to no. skip past it, and it's like it's like hard selling you this Just Dance Unlimited thing. So just that's where so they make their money. Yeah, of course they do. And people would probably just say, "All right, I'll buy it." Um, I told my my daughter wants it because she wants to play certain songs, and I just told her, "I was like, well, if you keep playing it, then yes, because I want it because she'll get sidetracked. Like she hasn't played Pokemon in a week or two. Um, you know what I mean? Like she just yep. has been."
2: It's she, usually how it is with children they, exactly. they want, they want, they want And then they don't want anymore Well she gets obsessed with it and then she had to
1: start grinding And leveling up her Pokemon and she didn't really want to She wanted to keep playing And she went lost and got into a hard area and got killed and, and she went way Above her level <laughs> um, I I like I looked at it we were at dinner or something it was a week and a half ago and I'm like oh no I had to like she, she, she had me take it over and I like <laughs> got my butt
2: handed to me by a, my champ my champ she and, probably wandered into the wild like the higher level area the she, wild yeah. area yeah and, and
1: she doesn't even have a um one gym badge, <laughs> badge yet yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like what are you doing? and I hadn't played it I didn't know where she was so I just I basically just ran from everything and got her back to the beginning area. And she made a right when you had to make a left. That was literally it. Yep. And I'm like... Yeah, you
2: have to go straight to the next town, but if you go around to the right side, you can go more north. Mm -hmm. And that's that's not where you should be going, but you can go there. I like that they have that option, but for like kiddies, kiddos, um, she was
1: lost and didn't know, and I mean, she doesn't understand a whole lot of it. Like she was canceling out of learning new abilities and stuff. So I'm like, you just got rid of the stronger ability for your Pokemon. Oh no!
2: <laughs> there, there is an NPC where you can relearn all those abilities.
1: That's good, because um, she may, because she's gonna want to trade Pokemon with me once I level up. If I, if she keeps playing though, that's the key. Because if she doesn't keep playing, then I'm not gonna buy the new one. Right? Cause that was my, my uh, promise to her. <laughs> So, but yeah, so that was so she's been having fun though. So, but if she keeps playing Just Dance Twenty Twenty, I'll invest the money in it. If she doesn't, then you know, because she plays Roblox daily, um, she's playing Minecraft daily. But that was <coughs> like her twenty nineteen was Minecraft. Uh, but Roblox seems to be the the new thing for the kiddos. So never even heard of that Roblox. Oh yeah, it's it's mindless fun. They're just
2: running around doing stuff <laughs> with a big community Minds. of people
1: online. You
2: know that should be just a slogan to to a lot of the games targeted towards children. Mindless fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, literally, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> not a bad idea. Um, but, anyways, that's the uh, ring fits. Um, I think I've leveled up a few times. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm still working out too. Like I told Barry today, I was like, I just got done running. Let's record here in a little bit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I just went and ran, and it was raining out there. And I, I mean, I, I. But I have to keep in shape, so for at least for a little bit
2: (laughs) your job depends on it
1: well that plus i signed up for the taji 100 um for those of you that don't know what the taji 100 is you run a 100 miles run ruck or elliptical um 100 miles in the month of february so yeah that's like three to four miles a day so I'm about. I was like, I gotta get out and run because starting next Saturday it's go time.
2: <clears throat> At least it's a leap year, so you get an extra day.
1: Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> the last two years that I did it, it was a character builder, but it does help me because it builds up my cardio for the year, and it kind of like gives me a little buffer because <laughs> my job tests me every six months. So yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 fun, um, but let's get into the game. Game yes. of the uh, the week. Before we get too sidetracked down a, a river of sticks, um, <laughs> we're talking about Gunvolt Chronicles: Luminous Avenger IX. I assume it's IX because the I
2: is like little. Um, I don't
1: know. It's like Internet X.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know if it's IX or nine. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's nine because if it was nine, I think the I would be bigger. Um, I don't know. <laughs> in, in japan it's known as white steel of x out of the vault. so it's called x there's no i so <laughs> white steel of x the out of gunvolt <laughs> that's interesting um and then people shorten it with laix or <laughs> crazy stuff um game is developed by inti creates for the Nintendo Switch um, and PS4 and Steam, released worldwide in 26 September uh, 2019, um, and then an Xbox One version came out in December. Um, it's a, described as a start of a new spin-off series, features Copin as the main protagonist who returns alongside his gameplay from Azure Striker Gunvolt 2. Um, and basically, you only play as one character now, whereas in Azura Striker Gun Vault 2, um, a little bit of history, there was multiple characters. Um, it basically, uh, the gameplay is largely recycled from his debut of Copen, who plays significantly different than the other characters. Um, and basically, you get a lot of different boosters, and you get um, little abilities to your booster that change your how you your gameplay works kind of like the Mega Man power-ups in all reality, yep. um, and there's a lot of different nuances that we'll we'll get to. Um, there's one of my favorite things about the game is that as you you level up in like an RPG like fashion uh, by collecting um, by collecting different you know what do they call orbs or something around the yeah kind
2: of like that
1: yeah, I don't you- know exactly. But you get these subroutines that you can buy in between levels um, that give you different abilities. So you can get an extra bullet, which allows you to charge up and dash around, like to use the Mega Man dash or dash in the air and you float. Um, Reducing um, HP to make the game harder, which is ridiculous to me. The game's hard enough. (laughs) It wasn't super hard, but hard enough. Um, And it's pretty cool, though, to equip them on the fly so you don't have to return to the base. Um, and you can buy them from the pause menu, which I never did. I was yeah, I did to, that. Yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. Um, but the subroutines are nice, um, and I did like all of the different EX weapons, um, which is what they call the uh, the abilities, the EX weapons. Um, the interesting thing was, though, um, I didn't understand how to trigger the anthem or awakened mode i guess is what it's called which is basically when you when you die um there's a second form for lola who's your you know your little npc that's with you and you get like a second chance at life and get to zoom around with no um basically with no recourse um but yeah, I, I couldn't figure it out, and it, it's it, random. It's, it's random. Oh, exactly. I didn't know that though, so it was like kind of frustrating. Like, how do I do <clears> this? <throat> and I found out it's random, and it's actually in the abilities, um, the the subroutines. It actually shows it, and lists it. So I just have to read, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um but I, I had a little bit of notes that I had there, um, getting my butt beat by bosses but couldn't figure out why. Um, There's Mega Man-style weaknesses. So every boss has a a, a, a weakness that you can exploit, um, but I did find a um, a little bit of a cheat. I don't know if you figured out a little bit of a cheat like I did. Um, no, and anyway. So, because I couldn't figure out the whole dashing thing for a while, and there's this thing called the Anchor Nexus, which is an EX weapon. Uh, basically, you hit the the super weapon button, and it like locks onto the character, and then you have you can like dash into them. Um, the bullets also go at them, but um, you can dash into them. Well, what I realized was is that if you trigger the awakened mode by dying or the anthem, right? And you're using the Anchor Nexus, you can basically spam, you're invulnerable, and you can spam the Anchor Nexus above the screen on top of the boss and continue to hit them. Unless they have an electric attack, it works, like, every time. <laughs> so, like, I was literally sitting there with this Anchor thing locking on and zooming on top. There was the um, the first Wily level where, where the bad guys near the end, where there's this giant like boss that has like all the different EX weapons,
2: all the, you're talking the Lola, the giga Lola, the tank.
1: Yeah. You, that's literally what I did. And it took like 20 minutes. (laughs) of me just spamming it. But all I did was hit the button, hit the button the whole time. And I didn't even have the, um, I wasn't in the awakened mode either. I literally just did that the whole time and spammed it and beat them. Like it slowly shaves away their life. Um, now when I say everything but electric bosses, that means the final boss who's heavily electric based, um, was basically kicked my butt and I was, it kind of probably by my own hand, um, I didn't level up enough in my own skills to be able to beat the end boss because the end boss is a pain in the ass, which I assume we'll get to. So I'll let Barry, uh, go into his (coughs) thoughts on the game since you have a lot more experience with the previous games, which I do not. So, yep. this is me coming into this game as a standalone, whereas Barry has history. Go ahead, Barry.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I, when the original game, Azura Striker Gun Vault came out, it was actually one of the few games I actually bought digitally mm-hmm. on the 3DS because I was just so excited for a new Mega Man X style game, and I, I loved it. And when the second one came out, I did not get it. Um, I wish it was physical, and, and then they did the Striker pack on the 3DS, and I got that so I could play the second one, and I just kind of never did. So when they put it out in the Switch, I was like, oh, cool, I'll play the Switch version. And that's exactly what I did. I went back and played the first one and the second one. And <clears throat> I love both games. Um, Gunvolt plays very, very different versus Copen. Okay. And when playing the second game, I did I did Gunvolt's, you know, path first. But then I went back and did Copen's. And uh, I actually liked Copen's better. I was like, wow, this is this is to me a little more fun. And the way that game works is you beat it with one character. You have to then beat it with the other character. But those endings you're getting are not the real endings. <clears throat> Once you beat it with both, then you have to go back under, pick a character and do that last whole last boss again. You're a whole last boss again. And then you finally have to fight each other. So Copen has to fight Gunvolt and Gunvolt has to fight Kopin. Uh And that is like the true final boss. And I was able to do it with Copen. I was able to beat Gunvolt, but as Gunvolt, I could not beat Copen. So I never actually beat that one side. And I did look it up afterwards. I was like, let me YouTube that ending. Screw it. I want to see what happens. Um, and, and, but, and
1: that's actually a pretty funny thing because that's kind of like a, a go-to nowadays is if you can't beat the game, well, at least you can go on YouTube and watch <laughs> the videos, yeah. which back in the day we couldn't do.
2: So this is this one is a spinoff. It's done by a different director. It is not Gunvolt 3. Gunvolt 3 is still supposedly happening. I don't know if Copen will appear in that, because it almost feels like it's it's a what-if. Like, this is the story if Copen beat Gunvolt, which is why Gunvolt's not there. And the other one, Gunvolt 3, will probably be Gunvolt beat Copen. Um, so Copen might not be there. But he, Copen is in the first two games. And, uh, yeah, so getting right into it, it was like riding a bike. I was like, oh, man, I love Copen's gameplay, because Copen has an ability to be... His his gimmick is that he's pretty much invincible, and if you're good, you could take zero damage because you have these bullets. And the bullets you start out with three, and you could get up to six every time you take damage. It it goes to the bullets before it goes to your health, and you could push down twice quickly to refill all your bullets instantly. So, Mm -hmm. if you know the boss's patterns, you could find parts to constantly recharge your bullets. But those bullets are also used for dashes. So if you do any dash, that takes away a bullet as well. Each each dash is a bullet. So you some some strategies you do dash into bosses to, to defeat them. So you have to constantly watch that. And it, it, it really does a nice give and take kind of strategy because you could play a completely you know, defensive and constantly double tap. That doesn't mean you're. It's like going to be a cakewalk because it's anything but. These bosses will unleash a lot of hell on you. And then there's other meters to like your special uh, meters, your your special weapons. But unlike games like Mega Man, there there is a meter for the special weapon. But if you stop using the special weapon, it will recharge on its own. Uh-huh. So you don't have to be like, oh, I don't want to use all these because then I'm going to be out. Like, no, just go ahead and use them. Hundred percent good. Uh, <clears throat> good note, actually. <laughs> yeah, and and there's actually one of those upgrades you could buy that halves the cost of your special weapons, so you can use them even more, <clears throat> which I love. So I did that one, but uh, the difficulty is not so much there in the boss now there's no there's no way to do difficulty like i want to play on easy or hard or grueling um you have to buy special things to make it even harder but there's nothing to really to buy it to like turn it to easy mode mm-hmm. all you can do is change the way you get your kudos and kudos are points to trans transform into um experience uh you can make it so like if you get hit you you lose your kudos or if you don't get hit you you uh you don't lose them. Like that's the only that's the only way you can make it easier. Which which I did, but it it really doesn't transmit into anything. The bosses range from being this is pretty easy to I'm just throwing my controller down because this is the eighth time this thing kicked my ass. 100% and right. What the hell was going on? And yeah. it was actually the second boss in the game that I almost stopped playing. 100%
3: um, right. Yeah, exactly.
2: Because cause, cause you can do it in any order. You want, like, you got three stages and you get the the tank level and then you get three more stages and then the yeah. final the Wily. But I went... I went one, two, three in order, and the Me second too. one was like so hard, and I actually had to stop, take a break, go eat lunch, come back, and I just managed to beat it. And I only got lucky because I, I had her down to like twenty five percent health. Oh, and it was the and girl.
1: Yep, it was. The, it was. She was girl a girl, pain in the ass,
2: with, with the two blades on either side.
1: Oh yeah, I was like, how the hell I'm not gonna be able to beat this girl and. <laughs> Like, I literally got lucky by doing the anchor thing and, got, and figured that out. That's when I figured out
2: the anchor glitch was with her. Oh, see, I didn't use that. I, I beat it, but I got it like 25%, and I died, and then the anthem kicked and I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Well, and that uh, was it is like,
1: I was trying to play normal, and she kept on barely beating me. And yeah. I'm like, oh. freaking A. And so I did it, and I kept playing, and then the anthem, like, I'm saying, with anthem, barely, barely not dying. And then I, like, figured out the anchor thing. Because I didn't even know how to use the anchor thing at that point. It's the second boss. I couldn't figure out the dash thing and the recharge. And that's the thing that you'll learn as you play the game, though, is that you will figure out how to continually wargame the game and figure out how to, like, maximize all the skills. And it's all, like, Twitch-based, if you get it right. And and it's
2: really satisfying to pull off, though. Oh, yeah. It was real okay. satisfying. So I, I managed to beat all the bosses. I've, I found that was the hardest one of yes. the, the main bosses. But then I didn't actually get to the final boss. I'm in the Wily-style levels. And the first boss there, Blade, for the third time fighting Blade. Blade is kicking my butt. Oh, okay. And, and Blade is just... Like, the third version of Blade is just going to town on me. And it's just like the lightning on the floor is not going away and like she's just going super fast i'm like oh my god this is going crazy i can't double tap because i can't get on the floor and and it just it got to the point where i'm like you know what i'm done <laughs> yeah um uh, there is another boss <laughs> after that two more bosses yeah, after that two more bosses um, you know. yeah there's a boss that's
1: apparently from the series he's like oh my god it's you and he apparently is the one who killed gunvolt um, It shows him shooting Gunvolt in the head or something. Spoiler alert. Um, but, like, there's, like, a, a screenshot or something. I got yelled at by um, Matt Papa, who's the localization team. He's like, dude, you posted spoilers. I'm like, well, the game's been out since, you know, September. <laughs> like, like, I was like, it's not that, you know been out for a while <laughs> um but like yeah so like apparently this guy is the guy who did that whether that's true or not because he's just talking he could be lying because he's an, yeah he's an evil dude um and he's also not really the guy i don't think or something there was something in there with the with the story that i don't even think he was the guy because then later on they show like 10 of them so <laughs> it's kind of like uh, emperor or you know snoke supreme leader snoke who, the emperor yeah. like had fucking clones everywhere um something like that so i'm even confused so there's really no spoilers when the the story is obtuse on purpose and he may not have killed gunvolt maybe gunvolt's alive cuz i don't know but then there's this end boss after the end boss um that's basically giant electricity and in vats and it, actually the pattern is not that hard i just hadn't leveled up my skills enough to be able to beat him
2: um you know what i think that's it if you if you grind levels if you go back and just farm and experience mm-hmm. it, you can make the game much easier yeah and i can absolutely do that it's just i don't feel like doing
1: it I, yeah i didn't either because i'm like well i want to get the game done um i want to move on to another game and play something else um now if this was your only game you're playing this it I absolutely recommend leveling up getting playing levels multiple times to get more coin um, which is, you know, the little orbs, um, getting as much of that as possible to get all the different, you know, abilities and things and put on whatever you want. And some of the abilities are like 99,000 ridiculous. Like it would take yeah. you years to freaking grind.
2: Like <clears throat> that, that last boss kind of sounds like the last boss outside of fighting each other of, of the second game of mm-hmm. Gun Vault 2 is insane. Like it is just this insane boss. But, like, if I remember, it's like different platforms you have to jump between, and there's lasers going all over the place, and it, it's just crazy with multiple phases. Like it's it. I like the challenge that they did with that in the other games. I just don't like the fact that one boss can kick your button. I, like I don't like games where you have to go back and grind, and I. That's why I feel this one is actually the weakest of the three um just because the other ones you don't have to grind stuff mm-hmm. you can play through and you could beat it and 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 you could grind if you choose to but when when a boss is just kicking your butt so much that you have to go back and grind it, it it halts it slows down the story it halts your progression and that it's like watching a movie and suddenly like the action comes to a crawl and suddenly there's like this big exposition <laughs> dump in the middle of this giant action scene Wait, what no like D- two different things like <laughs> pacing is important and i feel like this is this is one of those things where the pacing can be thrown off depending now you know you you were able to beat that blade enemy and i yeah. i had problems with it uh you you know yet the boss the well, final boss is giving I you a challenge will,
1: i will say my trigger moment which yours was not being able to beat the final third version of blade um, my trigger moment was I beat that, you know, the guy who killed, you know, the, the previous guy looks like a damn lion or whatever. Um, I beat him, um, after a bunch of times, you know, just like when we fought the second female, um, the second, you know, level, um, I finally beat him. And then I go to the second, you know, another boss and I'm fighting him and he barely, he kills me. Um, you got to fight him again. The other guy. Oh, you got to do both? <laughs> yeah, it's Ninja Gaiden, man. Oh, they, man. They dropped me back, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> dude, I can't. I, I I had to take a break, and I never went back. Um, And not saying that I couldn't have beat that guy, because then, of course, go to YouTube, watch it, so I could see how you beat the final guy. And I'm like, he actually is not that hard. His the final guy's patterns are pretty slow comparatively to blade. Um, or that other guy, I'm not going to spoil his name, but you know, he's said enough spoiler already. Um, but like that was the, the frustrating part was the double back. And I'm like, man, I'm not strong enough. And, uh, skills aren't there. And I just, I'm good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's very old school though.
1: Yes. And that's cool. And I have no issues with that. Um, I will say that it is not going to my top 40. <laughs> um, it's dropped
2: It's dropped down into the main collection. Um, so but I actually now, moved it down. Now, does this make you want to pick up the Striker Gun Bolt uh, Striker Pack and play the first two
1: games? So I do own the Striker Pack, and it is up in my top 40. Um, so I probably need to play through those because I haven't and shouldn't be in my top forty if I haven't played it. Um, and that's one thing I need to reevaluate my top forty. Make sure that I've actually played them enough to merit them being there. Um,
2: but that the games might, are short as this one, though, so it's it wouldn't good. Take you on the good.
1: Might be something that worth a revisit later in the playcast. I would say. Um, then maybe JP will actually play it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say that. Um, Those that are fans of action platformers, old school Mega Man style, um, with some RPG elements, should absolutely pick this game up. Um, It's short. Um, There's a physical release. It's pretty awesome. There was no manual with it. Those, those are you know.
2: There was none with the striker pack either. Mm -mm. Nope.
1: (coughs) Um, That's an Inti Creates thing. Um, Not sure why they go that route, but just probably because it's a mass market
2: game. but uh, what about you, Barry? What do you think about... Uh, oh, yeah, I like, love I it. love the Gunvald okay. series. um, I love the Mega Man X series. And this is this is as close as we're getting to an X-9, 10, 11, pretty much. And while yeah. it's not the same team, it's obviously not the same story. Um, they're spiritual successors, as far as I'm concerned. Kind of so reminds it, me a lot of ZX because you got the yeah. different transformations. <clears throat> well, I view ZX was made by integrates Mm-hmm. So exactly. this is this is pretty much the Z. This that's that's really it. It's a spiritual successor to the ZX series, even more so. But uh, but yeah, it's if you like that gameplay, if you that sounds like something. Oh my God, this is amazing. This this is this is the type of game I've been looking for because Mega Man X Eight didn't do it for me, and that even that was so long ago. Um, we haven't had a new Mega Man X in a while. Um, then yeah, this is absolutely something you should pick up. Uh, if uh, my recommendation, I would start with the striker pack, um, just because you get to know who Copen is and his backstory, and you get to play as him in the second game, and then then you can kind of continue the story into this. Oh, it, yeah. You you could jump right into it like Jeff did and JP was supposed to do,
3: but <laughs> if
2: if you have the option, um, I would start with the striker pack first. Plus, you are getting two games.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like after. After last week when you started talking about certain characters and I had no clue what you were saying, and I was already into the game, almost beating it, and I'm like, man, I don't know anything on the story. I would recommend starting with Azure Striker Grumble 1, even though it's a different character, and then jumping into 2, and then following Kopen down this this uh, side quest, which is pretty awesome. Um, I didn't connect with the characters cause there's a bunch of kids, like
2: anime kids, those are brand new kids. So are not in the other game.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't connect with those at all. So I kind of skipped past all the all the uh, dialogue too because it was a little bit annoying. Um, but you do have to talk to them to put them at ease. Or there's some there's some kind of benefit apparently, which I didn't know what it
2: did. All right. Um, so if you talk to them, you have a higher chance of anthem happening. Yeah, I needed um, that. I needed that, that as
1: much as possible. that,
2: that is taken from the first games um because the first games you're you're protecting this girl i forget her name it's the muse mm-hmm. and you you have her in your apartment as, as a gun vault and you talk to her and locked in your apartment you know she, she's under protection
0: <laughs> the um, gag but, on.
2: but you talk a to her and she's you know she appreciates it and and you, you, you get benefits from doing that so they kind of carried that over um and there's there's <laughs> interesting story bits even regarding that character which I won't say but but there's a uh, there's a lot connecting like there's a lot of things like I noticed in this game I was like oh I see okay that's cool they're doing this and and if you didn't play the other two they probably went right over your head you had no idea what you yeah were.
1: and that's the one thing where it's like uh, if you're going for story play them all. If you're going for gameplay, it's a good standalone. You just skip through the, the cutscenes like I had to do um because I didn't understand what the heck
2: half of it meant. Um, yeah, I think the most bang for your buck is honestly the second one just because you kind of get two games even though you're playing through the same game with with slightly different bosses. Um you get the Gunvolt playstyle and the Copen play playstyle. Yeah. And
1: so it's cool though, um but definitely worth, you know, picking it up if you yes. can get it. Um but yeah. Um, so I think JP said he wanted to for the next game, he wanted to play uh, Gigantic
2: Army. Is now, that, you, there's a big difference between him wanting to play it exactly. and him actually
1: playing it. Well, yeah, and so, <laughs> so I'm saying let's play Gigantic Army. Um, let's play Gigantic Army, exactly. And we'll do the two out of three quorum again. Two and three of us, two out of three of us are done with it. Uh, we move on. It uh, puts a little pressure on JP because apparently you and I can get games played. <laughs> Even no time Barry can get <laughs> games played. Yeah, if faster. no time
2: Barry can get games played, and and he can't. I mean, of course, it depends on the size of the game.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: but this this was nice because I was able to do it in in a day. I was yeah. able to knock it out.
1: That's cool though. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It was like four hours. You're, you asked me, and I knew JP hadn't played at the time. Well, how long did it take? And I was like, what, three or four hours? And I looked at all my times that I played it, and. He still didn't pick it up. <laughs> like,
2: still playing Lucky's Tale. He's, he's still dead. finishing Lucky's Tale. And he's
1: he, he hadn't completed even... And that's the thing, having a completionist method mindset is great, but um we got a giant backlog and it's just getting bigger oh. every week.
2: <laughs> well that's why that's why it's nice to have no, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna put forward when it comes out in March. I'm gonna put forward Trails of Cold Steel Three.
1: <laughs> I mean I haven't played the others, so as long as this can be a standalone within you know, if it's like this type of thing where I'm not gonna understand the story,
2: I would kind of be like, Well <laughs> Actually actually I'll say this because I'm I've i been I'm still near the beginning of, of three. Yeah. But but I can say this. The way they're designed it, because the first two games are like two halves of the same hole and three mm-hmm. and four apparently two halves of the same hole. Okay. They treat you as if you don't you haven't played the other games. Because you have a new cast of characters minus the main character, and and they're fresh. They don't know all these characters. Like, wait, you know mm. this person? And there's flashbacks to the first two games. Ah, that's good. Um, but kind of like kind of like what they did with the E series then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just like good. Both them. Well, it's, it's the same developer. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's. Uh, it's kind of like oh here's this another character for for someone who didn't play the first two games it's like who's that and they're like oh that was an old classmate of yours oh that's cool nice to see you but for people who play the first two games like oh my god there's so and so that's so fantastic oh i hope they join my party um because that's one of the things is you have a party like any rpg in the first two games and then in the third game you have a brand new party except for the main character okay a whole new party, and it's like, like I'm sitting here playing. Like the new party's cool, but I want my old party back. But it's a, you know, it's only because I've been through two games worth of adventures with them. I've grown an attachment to them. Whereas if you just start it, you can. Um, it's it's definitely better if you play them in in order, of course. But that's all up to um, X because Xseed yeah. has the publishing rights to the first two games, and NIS America has the publishing rights to three and most likely four, and NIS America is bringing three to the Switch, yes. um, so Xseed should bring one and two to the Switch, but it's it's up to them. So right,
1: right. I, I do like what NIS America is doing with their uh, website and how you get games from them because they have some pretty cool additions for the yeah. Switch. Yeah, I like this merchandise too. Yeah, it's, nice. it's super cool. It's just a a positive way to to look about how they're releasing games. Um, Interesting, um, I would say after we do Gigantic Army, like which is like pretty much the third <coughs> in a row shorter game. Even Super Luggage tail is a shorter game, JP. Um, yes, it really was. It really is. Um, because we're not going for completionist uh, methodology here. Um, but I would say we need to go for a longer experience after that. It can be older, newer game, whatever. Something in the backlog we've been meaning to play <coughs> that might take longer. Um, most of the games that are sitting on my
2: to play shelf are shorter. How about How about Tokyo Mirage Sessions? Shred yeah,
1: I, I don't even own that yet, so that might be a good one that we can jump on. If that just came out too, so it's exactly relevant. might be worthy of me getting it. So, um, let us know, listeners, um, if you what what game you want us to play. It's a longer game after that because then it'll give JP some time to catch up on. Uh, beating games <laughs> that we moved on from.
2: Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be like, all right, we finished Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Let's talk about it. He'll be like, I just finished Luminous Avenger. Wait, what we have to do, like <laughs> Take it out the next. Scratching
1: and clawing his way. <laughs> um, I mean, in, in all honesty, there's another thing I want to do too, Barry. I want to revisit from scratch like Mario Odyssey again because it was oh. so fun. It was so good and I beat it. And like I would love to just start it again with my daughter because she was playing it too, but we didn't get to like collect all the, um, Honestly, didn't get to collect that, all that the game. Moons. I did hundred <laughs> percent. Me too. And, uh, but like I was away from the family, uh, for my job at the time. So my daughter got into it after I already had all the moons, so she didn't get to collect, but that game is so good that like a revisit would be cool. And we don't have to hundred percent for the revisit. We just play it, um, for a certain amount of time. Um, but we could have, you know, time frame playthroughs too. Um, I mean, I, I jumped back in last year and I stopped when I got sucked into Hollow Knight, but I, I did restart or continued my new playthrough of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, so that's the other thing is like, because I'm playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on Xbox One. Um, it's it's really good.
2: So you good. know what you should be playing instead? You should be playing Dragon Quest XI, the other dragon.
1: Yeah, I need to play that too. <laughs> but it, like, I got sucked into Kakarot because I was a huge Dragon Ball <coughs> Z fan back in the day. Um, you know, I like 20 am. years ago. Um, and I watched them all back in the day on VCD that I had the whole thing that I got on eBay. out had all the VCDs. terrible quality. Um, downloaded, like watching terrible youtube tiny videos back in the day <laughs> um but i watched that whole series and it's great seeing it in in like this type of form the gameplay is interesting um i think it's i think the gameplay is a little repetitive which is what a lot of people don't like heard that. you, you know, kind of glitch <clears throat> things but to me i haven't played a ton of dragon ball z games over the years outside of like fighters um so did you play z universe too um, no, and that oh my was God. that's the main thing.
2: Xenoverse 2 is awesome.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> I hadn't played that, so this is a perfect... Okay, I can play Kakarot and jump into... Because I didn't buy Xenoverse 2 for the Switch yet. So I'm like, this is a good starting point. If I really like it, I can jump into Xeno because it's a different style. Universe
2: um, is like an MMO for Dragon Ball kind of deal. Yeah. That's, it's awesome ridiculous
1: um but that that's the thing is there's so many involved games and for the playcast like it's tempting to always pick shorter games so we can talk about a new game every week but in all reality we we learned it like before is we can definitely re- talk about news and crazy stuff that's going on with the switch community every week it's it's super easy and we can talk about our progress with longer involved games and jp can say well i didn't get to it this week but <laughs> <laughs> i do know What's... he posted a picture with
2: george from super rare that he met randomly yes. in new york that barry was salty about so <laughs> yes yeah i didn't
1: know
3: I would, have,
2: I would have totally gone to meet 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 up with george but i didn't know about that george if you're listening dead to, to us george you're dead to us no, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta let us know man if you're in town um but yeah that's exactly it though we're very fluid we want to keep fluid with the playcasts because there's always tons going on with the switch um we got tons going on i mean i finished <clears throat> the damn book this last week um uh, it is now in Q scene and editing we're I think, what did you catch? You caught a spring man on a page for yes. Splatoon 2, which was hilarious. I didn't even realize I did that. Um, that was funny. You're welcome for that, by the way. <laughs> He's like, is that Springman?" I'm looking, I'm like, it is. And I was like live on YouTube, just like messing around with stuff. And I realized that a lot of publisher developers were the same, which is listed online, by the way, somewhere, yeah. wherever I pulled that information from. So information online is inaccurate, which is why doing a book like I am is going to be important because I'm literally fact-checking everything. Um, and the thing is, I'm still going to miss something. Somebody's going to be like, well, actually, um, this is <laughs> this. And I'll be like, okay, well, not not perfect, but we, we're going to give it the old try <laughs> and, and look at it a million times. Maybe a million and one, I would have caught that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. whenever you're doing editing, it's it's always good to have a fresh set of eyes to look at. Right. 100%.
1: That's why I can't edit my own writing because, like, I've seen it too much. I've already spent, like, hundreds of hours on this book, and it gets to thousands of hours sometimes. And the book's over 300 pages now. Um,
2: So, and this is year one, people. (laughs) There's not that many games. It's over 300 pages. Um, I want to know, the the main thing I got from watching the live stream of you working on the book is I want to know what has JP done to brainwash your daughter? That's what I want to
1: know. I think she thought she was funny. She's like, "Okay, JP. Okay." I'm like, "That's very Okay, JP. She's trying to be funny. She was playing Roblox while she while I was streaming. But um, but yeah, she's just trying to be funny. I think she thinks his little little ditty at the beginning is hilarious when I made it really fast the one year one week that we uh, recorded. It's like, and she thought it was hilarious. And she she also thinks JP has a beard, which is pretty funny. He had one picture they posted with facial hair. He's too lazy to shave.
2: That's
1: me. I'm am lazy to shave. She's she's brainwashed JP. She, babe, JP <laughs> brainwashed her. No, that's she life. she brainwashed JP. <laughs> JP can't finish oh. games.
2: <laughs> maybe
1: maybe there's some kind of connection going on. Oh no, trouble. <laughs> but um, but it's always interesting, and we got plenty to talk about every week. So that's why I think doing a longer game would be fun. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions might be it um might be interesting uh maybe dragon quest 11 to make my butt play it but then that get that would be i would only recommend a game that you've already completed if you're heavy into another game on a different system
2: um yeah what i'm doing right now and
1: i'm doing kakarot right now so i'm hoping i can beat that which i don't think i will um but i hopefully i can beat that by the time we get to a longer game oh i think it's I, 60 I, to 80 hours so that,
2: I don't know. that's what trails is and and i'm only i'm still in the first chapter <laughs> okay, so you got time. Um, I got time. Yeah, <clears throat> no time. Um,
1: <laughs> but that's the thing is like there's plenty of games to talk about and we can do uh, what Barry, what we've talked about before, which is a revisit to a game we both already played or a yeah. sell you on a game that we've beaten or yeah. anything to, to continue. Like, I mean, I played uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon to a 100% completion, all the different modes, stuff like that, um, which was awesome but um like there's stuff like that it's in my top five and we haven't talked about it in playcast so stuff like that might be cool to, to jump down um so there's always plenty of room for the playcast um let's go over uh pickups for the week mine was very light i think i got one game um which was furwind the limited edition oh, you did get that yeah i got it in the mail yesterday I know JP posted like at 6am in the morning the day before. He's like, I just got this. And it's like, you got it the night before, dude. (laughs) Um, But he did his little Twitter unboxing. Twitter unboxing. Um, So if anybody's interested in seeing what's in for when JP did post a video on that, um, I might do one too because I had a lot of people like commenting on when I did mine um, for Turok. So I may jump into it. I'm going to
2: open it anyways. And it
1: has a fox on it. So my daughter's obsessed with it. She wants to Definitely I
2: play was, it. I wasn't sure if this was gonna get a US release, that's why I was holding off. It might it like, I don't know.
1: I'm um honestly, like I know you want the complete US first, whereas I'm like, I'm probably not gonna double dip. Um it doesn't bother me as much as it should probably. Um, but it's like as long as there's no like extra content, I don't care. And if there's extra content, then I'll buy the US one and pare down the other version. Um, now having it non English and then like, live well, well on it too. And then coming out in English, I'm going to have to get that version. That's where I'm like kicking myself. But when it comes to like a European release and it's in English or even an Asian release, that's in English, I'm okay. Like if they did uh final fantasy seven VII and eight, um, because they have the Asian release or whatever that's in English, if they do it yeah. somewhere else, I'll be okay with what I have. Um, Unless it's like a newer game where they do like DLC and you have to have an eShop account to get the DLC and all that. Like I don't know if I wanna jump down that rabbit hole. Um but then again I like just having to complete on cart. So yes. um but yeah, so I got Furwind, it's cool, um looks pretty well packaged. I haven't opened it yet. Um, Obviously, as we recorded, I did get the Switch collector pins in the mail. Um, I I did check. It does fit in the Switch case, but it's going to have have it bulge a little bit because of the pin on the back. But it does fit in the slot, so it is a a good size. It's very tough to get out once you put it in there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it fits. Uh, And um, also, I did get in the custom Switch pinball machine that... um, That somebody made on, um, on Etsy. I and, saw your post. Oh, my God. So I will have to say, um, going off on a little bit of a nostalgia trip, I love pinball games. On the PS3, I had the pinball arcade. And my wife and I had to like unlock because they have achievements for it. My wife and I would play them. And once we got all five achievements, we move on to another table because they have achievements in it. And you have to do certain things on the pinball mach- on the pinball table, and you have to unlock stuff. And so before we'd buy the next season, we had to beat all the ones in that season, and we would continue doing that. Um, and then they disallowed them, certain pins, tables later, and the issue was, is when PS4 came out, <clears throat> and now the Switch, the tables you bought don't transfer over to the other consoles. So it's not like you have a The Pinball Arcade account. So I'd have to like rebuy, and the tables are expensive. Like ten bucks, twenty bucks for a season, maybe more. Um, so we put in, you know, over a hundred dollars into all the seasons back in the day. Um, now that being said, I love playing digital pinball, but it, on a controller, there's just something that doesn't feel right. Um, this right here, this pinball um, mm-hmm. machine, it fits a switch screen in it perfectly. Um, and it obviously supports tape mode, right? The, uh, vertical, (coughs) vertical mode. Um, it has a little charger on it. So you plug it right into the charger. It registers as a controller. All it has is LR, um, for the buttons and a, and then a little, and a joystick, the left joystick. you can't press it in, but you can just move it around. So that's what it's limited to is LR, uh, the button and A button and joystick, so it hits a plunger. Now, having that tactile button, um, it's amazing. It's like night and day playing on that thing. And you can adjust the cameras and stuff. Um, it's it The one that it's really um, beneficial to use it with is Pinball FX3. Okay. And, and that game right there is really fun. Um, it comes with – there's a fishing one, a fishing table, and then um, – Another one that's like a ghost level. It's like sorcerer's lair, and it's like ghosts and stuff all over the place. Um, and then I bought uh, three tables from Bethesda, which was it had Doom, um, Skyrim, and Fallout tables, and they're all really involved. But so I have all those. I'm gonna mess around with them, do a lot of the because Pinball FX Three goes away from five things to unlock to like forty. <laughs> there's tons of stuff to do um so it's ridiculous and you level up like an rpg in the damn game um so it's like a and then you um also your scores are leveraged against other people all around the world and you can start tournaments and like put it up online and then people can play in your tournament and whoever scores the highest like it's a pretty involved like online aspect to pinball effects 3 um, but I'm sitting there playing it on this actual pinball machine, which is awesome. And I can sit there like on my kitchen and chatting with the wife and I can be sitting there just playing some pinball, like mindlessly while I'm playing and actually hitting the A button for the plunger. And then you use the, uh, the left joystick for tilt. So if like the ball is going to shoot right down the center, you hit the, hit the joystick. It's like you bump the, uh, the machine to jolt the ball. So it doesn't go down the, the center well. So that's what that's used for. Um, so having all that's great. Um, I did try to test it with other tape mode games, which is hilarious. So I was sitting there on my pinball machine playing Donkey Kong. Because <laughs> Donkey Kong is a jump and a and an analog stick. So it's pretty funny playing Donkey Kong on a pinball machine. <laughs> um, there's some shoot ups that work with it. But a lot of the shoot ups require more than just two buttons. And they don't allow you to remap all the buttons. Um, one game has four buttons that it needs, and so that game only has three. Or that the uh, pinball machine only has three, so it doesn't work with some of the shoot ups But I'm going to go through and probably make a little list of games that I can play with it because it's pretty fun. Um, but if you can remap buttons um, using A as a shot, like that's pretty funny playing on a pinball machine, like in tape mode. Um, it's not super cheap, though, because the guy makes them by hand, and it's all um, custom 3D printed. Uh, but it fits flawlessly it's like it's professional looking and it's fun oh it's super fun um, and it's honestly it's the the perfect way to play pinball on the switch and you just pop it right in and it plays um, I'm, I've been playing that on and off at night as I'm winding down for the day because um, I beat luminous Avenger I- IX I've been playing that and it's been cool uh, I highly recommend it uh, we'll post a um, a link to the to the guy who uh, made them, I'm going to look it up right now because, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's I, I don't want to not, you know, give him a shout-out for, for doing an awesome job. Um, it's called The Pin Switch by Sakura Retro Modding. Um, pin Switch pinball accessory. I'm not sure how many he does because, like, he only posts them when he makes one. Like, he only makes them every once in a while, and they're not super um, – They're not super cheap, so
2: (laughs) super cool. No, it's awesome though, especially the fact that you got the one he showed off.
1: Yeah. Oh, and it's it looks awesome. It has the um, the Mario Pinball Land skin, so it's a little Mario stuff on there. But it just looks cool. Uh, JP's like, well, why you haven't put your own logos? And I'm like, well, I just want the one he showed off. I just want to support the guy. It's pretty cool because um, he'll do custom stuff too um, that being said maybe with the um, the year that the Pinball FX 3 was released which would be year two maybe we can have him involved with like a future campaign or something and he'll make like five or something for the campaign I don't that would be awesome yeah he said he'd be interested but um, if people are interested in doing it like I'll include it with it and have him make some cool stuff for the community um that being said, though, uh, that's all I got was those two. I didn't go buy any games, um, any Switch games. I did get a couple Wii U games at GameStop because it was buy two going free, and I had them both, so that's ironic. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I need a book on the Wii U so I can <laughs> keep track. And I got Spy Hunter on the Vita, which is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, that's that's now uh, number eight,
2: my eighth game that I own on the Vita. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Only eight. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I I had. I think I had sixty games for the Vita before I actually got a Vita.
1: Well, the thing is, is I think the um I have a like a little display next to my NES stuff where I had the Vita. I think it it fits uh, nine cases, so that's gonna be my limit: nine games,
2: nine games,
1: <laughs> all under ten dollars too. <laughs> Besides for um the two that I got from V-Blank which was Shakedown Hawaii and Retro City Rampage, yeah. I got both of those, but everything else has been under nine dollars.
2: Yeah. So what
1: what uh did you get any highlights uh over the last week?
2: Um I got in uh, one limited run which was Thea the Awakening for the Switch that finally came in. Nice. Um I know JP had it before I did. He had it for the last podcast and I was like, uh-huh. why, why did you get it already? Um and then I also got from Play Asia, I got the um all tier dust trilogy, deluxe pack. Yeah. I got the three of them uh, in English. Because I don't I don't see this coming to the states. No oh, that's one of those. I just I really don't see them giving us a physical
1: They might because I've seen a ton of that on like the PlayStation where you see yeah. all those games. So they may bring it over and it's a giant RPG series, so I kinda waited.
2: <laughs> it's in three games too. Yeah so. I got um, it. So I did get that. Um it's one of those things where if it comes out here, you know, it's like, oh wow, I didn't think that was gonna be there then I'll, I'll uh Toss it, you know, not toss, but you know, you sell it off or something like that. Toss it down into the trash. Dumpster toss into fire. the trash.
1: Dumpster fire.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really it for Switch. I got a yeah. couple limited run PS4s come in, like uh, Polybliss, the Tokyo Chronos uh, came in, and then just some random DS stuff. I've been I've been doing DS right now. I've been yeah. I, I've been <clears throat> finding these because I'm close on the DS set. Um, and I was like, yeah, I just now if I find a game, then I'm like i've never heard of this it's kind of piques my interest more so i got uh i got dragonology which i've never heard of before on the Mm-mm. on the ds now nah, i, I got remember that one. this one totally blew my mind just because of the name it just I, I saw the name i said i have to get this i don't care if it's shitty or not it's called pass the pigs let the good swines roll <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i was like what is this game this is this is and it's by Ubi- oh, no, THQ. THQ put this one out. What the heck?
1: <laughs> like, what are they thinking?
2: <laughs> what are they th- I saw the name. I'm like, I just have to get that. <laughs> like, like, that's just too ridiculous. So, like, these are the kind of things I find. Like, now it's like, I've never heard of this. How did this fly into my radar? I need to get this because these are the type of things. This There's a lot of games in the DS that are worth uh, a crap ton of money. complete yeah. yeah. That people don't realize uh, that are worth money, and it's like, where where did this game come from? How did I not see this? And oh, we're, I'm not talking like, oh, it's worth like seventy, eighty bucks. I'm talking like three, four, five hundred dollars at this point, Jeez. complete. Um, you know, games like Shepherd's Crossing Two, which is probably the most well-known one, but then there's like Jewel Time Deluxe and and Power Bike and uh, Sarah the Keeper of the Unicorns. And it's like, these are the type of games I would have looked at and went, like, whatever, I would have never bought. Now it's like, holy crap, that's worth 500 bucks or $300. Bucks, whatever. Damn. It's, so you, you really never know. Um, you had me and, uh, diving I, on my floor in my collection. I
1: was going to ask you about two games since you collect that I found at, um, at conventions years ago, and okay. I actually bought them from the developers oh nice um i got hands on tanograms oh
2: i know the developers of them actually i'm, I'm friends with, with yeah they're with all them. east coast and then orion's odyssey orion's odyssey i'm not and sure and it says like
1: digital download ds nintendo eShop. um and it comes with a card it but it has like goodies so it's not a like it it's signed by the developers and everything. It's but in it's, an official case that they released. But it's not
2: an actual game. But there's it's not
1: a, an actual game
2: in it. Okay, that's so weird. That I don't know. Fossil um, World, like you know what I mean? That, um, that one I'm not sure about. The Hands On Panagram is not a valuable game. It's it's a fun game, and it it actually has three different versions that yeah, came out. Yeah, so there was a I, million. So I I got all three versions of it. Just mine's just signed friends.
1: by the developers because they're your friends. But um, yeah, signed by the developers. Yeah, they
2: they haven't signed them. But, yeah, uh, just because they're, they're South Jersey and North. Yeah, um, but we, yeah, we you, talk you don't we go talk there. on Facebook a you don't lot. Go of, don't go South. Don't go South
3: Jersey. Don't go South. Jersey. <laughs> we don't
2: we don't talk about South Jersey. They're another state. But uh, <laughs> but no, like. The, and that's just it many libraries have games that are, may not be necessarily valuable but they're they're fun and they're just you never see them and oh, you never
1: you, you wanna know the best thing um it so it doesn't come with a digital download of the game it comes with a 10 dollar eShop card and i didn't even notice
2: oh. that <laughs> like,
1: which is probably expired at this point <laughs> yeah for for orion's odyssey like that's awesome. It has a $10 eShop card in there and not an actual... It's not scratched off, so I definitely didn't use it. That's
2: hilarious. I didn't even realize that. Like See, sh- Things like that are cool, but again, it's it'd be nice to get a, a physical. Yeah. But it's not happening at this point. But but you never know what's... If you're going to play the game of, oh, this is going to be worth money, mm-hmm. um, it's oh. an impossible thing to predict.
1: Never uh, do that thing. I mean, here's the thing you mentioned, uh, Nintendo Switch being um some of the games being expensive that's because in the resale market gamestop mainly throughout the cases
3: yes Um,
1: that is a indicator for everybody when um when the big retailer at the time is throwing away the cases that means that only people that held on to that stuff are they going to be the ones Mm -hmm. with them um it doesn't mean that there's not a lot of those out there because i guarantee you there were people out there collecting one of everything sealed um but um, it does mean like, that a majority of them were thrown away
2: yeah well these games like on the on the DS as games like commando. Which is a metal slug clone. And uh the game if you get the game, it's anywhere from like two to twenty to forty bucks, I'd say loose. Yeah. But to get it complete, you're talking two hundred. So you're looking at like a hundred and sixty plus dollars for a case and a manual. Mm-hmm. Because the game didn't sell a lot. There's not a lot out there in places like GameStop, when they did get them in, just toss that stuff. So now to find a complete copy, you're gonna be paying. And if you don't care and you just want to get games, uh again. That, that's nothing wrong to it. But if you are going for like the collector aspect and you want those games complete, some of these games now are just getting ridiculous on well, the, the, what price. worries
1: me is that, you know, we talk about in the retro community um, reproductions. Well, how hard is it to print off a freaking slipcase now and put it in the, in the DS case? It's not. So having to identify that stuff online means that eBay is almost out of the picture. Cause you'd have to see stuff in person otherwise you're likely going to run the risk of getting something. That's a, a reproduction.
2: These things though, like mm-hmm. th- like, like the reproduction in the fake games is always a problem, especially dealing with China. Um, and, and it's something, I, actually two things I did get from GameStop. I got doom one and doom two on the GBA, uh, turned out they both were fake. Uh, um, so I'm like, yeah, I got a return. So, so things like that, the bigger games, Pokemon, um, you're going to find those fakes. there. are aren't a big not i shouldn't say there's a big market for people making fake commando cases and stuff to sell with the games because the games it, it's a it's a niche market the amount of people that are going to pay 200 dollars for a cib commando on ds is much smaller than someone willing to drop 20 30 bucks for a pokemon um yeah it's much much smaller and they don't usually go for those big fish kind of deal like because it's it's such a hard sell it's only for the niche collectors, and the niche collectors are, are going to know this, especially buying on eBay. Like if you sell on an eBay and a niche collector gets it and they're like, "Oh, you know what? This is fake," and they try to say, "Oh, no, it's it's real," you you know, I'm not I'm not doing a return. eBay is going to side with the buyer, so it's yep. it's not it's not worth the effort. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal on eBay. Maybe in collect, you know, in conventions or something like that. But even there, uh, it, it's all about reputation. And if you get a reputation of selling fake. Games or, or reproduced games with, without saying it, you know, out front, and then letting letting your buyer know, then you kind of tarnish your reputation because that will spread. Oh, don't buy from so and so because of that. So it's not worth it. Um, I think reputation is worth way more than a hundred and fifty bucks, and uh, on on a, on a niche title. So I think those are safe overall, but it's going to be still there, be cautious. Still be yeah. cautious.
1: Cause I mean I saw with Super Nintendo reproductions, people started reproing like games that were twenty or thirty dollars, and they're reproing those, and I'm like, damn, like yeah. that's just crazy. Like it's, I don't.
2: But again, it. you're talking repro games, I and mean, we're talking repro cases. Yeah, <laughs> so,
1: they, I mean they're doing repro games too. Yeah, and, well they are. And, I actually, um, I actually like some of the original like Game Boy Color repros of like uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons. I got those on accident um, back in the day, and they're like black. Uh, Game Boy Color games. I didn't know any better, and I got them both. And it's full like CIB, and they're they're like pretty cool. Um, obviously, they're not in the clear Game Boy uh, cartridges, but it's super cool. They work fine, um, and I have the originals too now. But it was like super. It's an oddity because they don't exist online because the guy got shut down, I think, after he got caught or whatever. Um, but it's like interesting. I, I actually like the weird nuances like that. Um, And interesting enough, too, is on the repro thing is that all the aftermarket NES guys thought that they were, um, you know, untouchable with their mapper 30 games that you had to go through infinite NES lives to build with like the newer advanced homebrew games. Um, um, I don't know what's the website that does most of them, like AliExpress. They got them up there now. They got mapper thirty games. They figured it out. (laughs) Like, don't put it past the uh, the crazy, you know, Chinese repro guys. They they got it out there. And so some of the guys know. Oh, now I've now my game's up on AliExpress, and it's like, yeah, it's like twenty bucks now instead of you charging forty or sixty. Like, like that's crazy. So the Chinese uh, repro makers are are definitely um, willing to go down a niche
2: market. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Of course, they are. And there's there's nothing wrong with repros if you're buying a repro and you know you're getting a repro. It's when you're getting you know buying a game that you think is legit and you're being sold a repro that the problem is. If you just want to play the game, game, yeah. If you want well, original games too, yeah. But if you if you just want to play a game, um, there's nothing wrong with it. But just know what you're buying.
3: Exactly,
2: uh, and don't expect to be able to resell it ever because it's a it's a fake product at that point, or yeah.
1: it's just not in demand. So you'll only be able to sell it to somebody who knows that it and doesn't care. Um, Exactly. Very cool. Um, So I would say, um, unless you want to talk about some news, we can uh, call this episode uh, put a bow on it. Um, We're under an hour and a half, which is great. Is there anything major you want to talk about,
2: Barry? I'm trying to think. There really wasn't. There's a bunch
1: of news, but we can get JP on it for a cross if he ever shows up again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If he ever shows up again. Oh, I'm gonna record on uh Sunday at midnight, and it's like, dude, I gotta wake up at four in the morning. Like,
2: <laughs> you're crazy, dude. You, you, you two are the ones with the big conflicts. I'm over here, like, tell me when to be here, and I'll be. Here. Well, yeah, I just asked him this morning. It's morning time. We're recording today, and I'm like, hey, are you available? Yeah, give me a I'm <laughs> Like,
1: okay, that's where like JP's like. It's like, all right, we got to plan this out weeks in advance, and then he's not available.
2: <laughs>
1: and it's like oh, poor JP, poor JP,
2: Mister. So- Mysterious. See, he's not here, and and you're ripping on him now. I wonder what's going to happen if I ever miss an episode.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, you'll be fine.
2: <laughs> you say that now.
1: Yeah, you'll be fine. You just take your lickins <laughs> and keep on ticking. The irony is, I can't miss an episode because I'm the one who's recording and editing.
2: <laughs> you're you're in the hot seat. I'm always in the damn hot seat here. That's all right. I I we had an issue uh, this this week with uh a nintendo fuse podcast and they had to record it really late and we do those live so it was like 11 o'clock we recorded it and i was like i can't do 11 o'clock so i missed that episode and of course they they were they had a throw some digs in on me while I wasn't there and I'm like you son of a bitch <laughs>
3: just,
2: you know, I'm listening to it after the fact I'm like I'm gonna get you next time
3: <laughs> I'll get
1: you my pretty
2: <laughs> <laughs> I need a dog too exactly and
1: and of course you know those that are listening out here to the end we got off on tangents at the beginning but that's what we do um, if you like it or don't like it just let us know comment um, podcasting is like a black hole unless we post on social media so we don't see a whole lot of comments outside
2: of social media Speaking um, of that, I did see a comment on social media. Yeah, what did you
1: see?
2: I saw it wasn't it wasn't uh, anything super huge, but uh, on. Guys are th- <laughs> yeah, are idiots. Well, that we know already. You don't need to tell us that. Um, yeah, no, on on a uh, Facebook group, the Nintendo Switch physical game collectors, someone actually uh, made a post saying that they were doing their homework before March, playing Trails of Cold Steel One and Two on the Vita before the third one comes out, uh, which is awesome. Just to see more people give the series some love, and and uh, Jesse Glenn on.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. saying
2: that they were talking about that one on the switch mania playcast and i was like oh cool you know thank you for listening and all that stuff so i just wanted to call it out you know it's like i love seeing things like that it's like oh yeah and, and that, that was actually something i was talking about because i'm the one playing them uh, <laughs> and so and cool.
1: we do want to say that we appreciate everybody who uh listens and supports the podcast um we're gonna continue doing it for fun for as long as uh the switch is alive and we're playing
2: it it might be forever who knows <laughs> Well, all... switch won't be alive forever nor yeah. will we but we'll be doing it yeah. the switch mania 2 play you never know Switch pro playcast Switch pro big ass <laughs> um, but th- and that's the thing is like i know barry and i are
1: going to start doing some uh some videos on um upcoming games coming out and we're going to like kind of judgey mcjudger send it all it'll be fun like trailer talk Um, talking out in the trailer, (laughs) um, but we're going to be doing that a little bit. It won't be on a podcast style. It'll be more videos, but, um, we're going to try it see if it's fun. If it takes too long to edit, we might not do it. Who knows? (laughs) Um, but that's going to be something fun that everybody's listening can, uh, check out. Um, if it, you know, people like it, we'll continue to do it. If we don't like it, we won't continue to do it. Like, (laughs) that's just how it is. We do everything for fun. Um, that's, that's true yeah gotta do it for fun do it for fun and as long as it doesn't take a ton of editing time because that's the one thing that we both don't have is no time barry um no time don't have a lot of time the podcast like somebody was um posting about oh the audio needs to be better quality it's like well i could spend more hours editing this free podcast but then i would rather play more switch games like i don't know um like, we just get it out to everybody as fun as possible, and I think he was probably talking about JP, who was scratching on his microphone with his face or something last time, like last, that was weird. last couple times, like, it's like, JP, um, recording, interestingly, so we're gonna get him figured out, and I think that's the major thing, because you and I pretty much are solid on a mic, so, um but it's because his computer that he was using before was old and it was pausing and then like giving his, give, sh- shooting his audio at us a million miles an hour as we're listening um, <laughs> so it, it could be uh, JP issues, people could we, be. Don't, we don't know, it's JP, JP. <laughs> when in doubt <laughs> blame JP exactly <laughs> the scapegoat isn't here to defend himself he will, he'll be here um, but anyways, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at Higginsalley.com, where I have all my books up for pre-order, um, as well as at Higgins Alley on Facebook, at Higgins Alley on the Twitter, and at Higgins Alley Books on Instagram.
2: What about you, Barry? You could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire, and you could find me on YouTube and Facebook at Nintendo Views. The Fuse Master. Um,
1: <laughs> anyways, thanks for listening. We will be playing Gigantic Army. We'll see how we get, if we're going to talk about it next episode, or um, if JP hasn't started it yet, we'll,
2: uh, <laughs> we'll continue playing other stuff, too. Um, you know what we should do? At the, at the end of the year, we should do a top 10 Switch Mania Playcast games that we played and JP never got to
1: <laughs> number one,
2: luminous Avenger X. Let's see where it ranks
1: <laughs> <laughs> just for 2020. Yeah, mind just you. 2020. <laughs> just 2020. Mind you. Yeah. Keep Barry. You should keep a tally, make it like a Google doc or something. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> just make a little Bad. mentalness. <laughs> and we have a lot of news and stuff that I've been writing down as it comes out that we can chat about. So there's plenty of content. Yes, um, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyways, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.